This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the National Alliance of Wine Growers and Distributors. Have you had your two glasses of wine today? The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. And River of Life Lutheran Church. Sunday services come once a week. How often do you? Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Mark, it's here. It's time for this week's episode of The Winefellers. We will have a visit today from our good old friend, Pappy. How about that? And then Alex, the wine guru, will join us for our most spectacular wine pairing event ever. So stick around. You won't want to miss it. But first, Mark, as always, this week's news. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News. You say that you're sick and tired of hangovers? Ruining a fun night of drinking? Well, by following Lifehacker's 32-point plan, you can kiss those nasty morning headaches goodbye. You say you want the rapper Ludacris to play at your college? Well, you better give him some userin lotion, coconut water, and fruit roll-ups. This and more on the news. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Great. How you doing, Mark? Oh, I couldn't be better. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, this is uh, my favorite <laughs> time of week when we're on our doing our radio show, and, and I love just learning about wine and imparting knowledge about wine. This is nothing better. 
<laughs> well, it sounds like you got two crazy stories lined up. And, you know, we mentioned Ludacris in the lead up to this. Yes. Mark, please just tell us one more time that all of these stories are, in fact, real. That's right, Joe. We, uh, we have a team of uh, interns who uh, scour the news sites. and uh, Yeah, I, I saw them out, outside every, earlier. Every week they do this, and then they, uh, they put the top 15 or so news stories in front of us, and we pick we, the best ones we feel are going to um, say the most about wine and what's going on in the wine world these days and, uh, and teach people about uh, important lessons in wine. They know. <laughs> I love, so, of course, the, the interns choose the ones about ludicrous. You know, forget the stories that actually talk about, I don't know, news for an older generation. <laughs> well, I think, I think these are actually stories that anyone can enjoy. Well, let's get started. Okay, the first story. According to the online magazine Lifehacker, the reason, <laughs> the reason you feel so sluggish and worn out after a night of drinking is because you get such a terrible sleep. Yeah, how about that? If you've ever had a few drinks before bed and found yourself waking and falling asleep again all night, that's because <laughs> of the rebound effect. Huh? Which it's something called the rebound effect, which causes you to slip out of the deep sleep and into lighter stages of sleep that are easier to wake from. This I makes see. you highly sensitive to your environment, like light coming through your window, the sound of a car horn outside, or even a slight change in temperature. I'm just getting a headache just from imagining this, Mark. Now, thank goodness for Lifehacker, because Lifehacker has come out. <laughs> so life hackers you're, you're giving me that look again mark so life hackers is sort of this online magazine i guess you know for people you know if you want to hack life you oh, know, yeah. if you want to do things better than you're doing Just and you know right be a power user of life Ex exactly <laughs> so if you want to plan ahead and prepare your so this is what life hackers suggest you do uh first you should plan ahead and prepare your sleeping environment before <laughs> you head out so if you do this many issues could be solved <laughs> so what they want you to do at Lifehacker, oh. they want you to filter out the light in your room with blackout curtains or get a sleep mask. Wait, <laughs> they seriously are like, <laughs> they want you to the, the, the recommendation is not to maybe drink a little less alcohol. They don't mention anything about that. <laughs> they just, this is, so before you go oh, out gosh. at night, you need to have this set up <laughs> at your house. So when you come back, it's all together. So you filter out the light in your room with blackout curtains or get a sleep mask. That's the first thing they want you to do. Oh, wow. Then they want you to set the temperature so it's nice and cool, around 60 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so you don't get too hot uh, when you finally crawl into bed. Wow. So uh, there's, there's, and this, this goes on. There's a lot of things that. You wait, can, wait, wait. Am I remembering the lead-in 32-point plan? Yeah, something like that. It's a, wow. So if you follow these 32 points, <laughs> you will not get a hangover. Really? Yeah. Did you read through them all? Uh-huh. And are they spot on, or are there some silly ones? No. Well, they're taking it very seriously. So you get you get some earplugs, and you put them on your side table before you go to, you know, before you <laughs> Oh, and out. drink a bottle of cough syrup. Okay, so this is what they so say. So you'll sleep like a baby. There's a lot of things you have to do to prepare. Before you take your first sip of alcohol, make sure you've had a solid, balanced meal to help regulate your body's absorption of alcohol. <sighs> so they recommend some proteins, a few carbs, some fat, uh, so the alcohol kind of gradually is introduced into your bloodstream, and uh, so you don't overwork 
uh, your body doesn't overwork itself. And so they kind of have a list of how to balance out the food and your nutrition while, before you start drinking, which wow. is very smart. Oh, sure, I, I guess so. I hadn't thought about that. Now, they also say before you head out, start drinking water ahead of time. Yeah, I've heard of that one, and that, that actually works. Now, they also say you should alternate between each drink, have another glass of water. Yeah, I've heard this one as well. You just want to stay hydrated. Now, they also recommend <laughs> that you should front load your drinking in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like kind of get your, um, find that point where you're nice and buzzed before you really get into drinking. Right, so if you're out for like a four or five hours of drinking, do most of your drinking within the third first 30 minutes or something <laughs> like that. And so, you know, all that alcohol is in there, and then oh, gradually- Oh, pre preload, you mean like once, don't start drinking before you go out to the bar with your friends. No, 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 when you get- Oh. <laughs> no, no. As soon as you get out to the bar, that's when you should like turn on the drinking. Oh, and then and slow then down. And then really slow down after that. Interesting, I could see that. Yeah, so then I, I get it. Look, right. what what they're basically telling you is eat a bunch, drink a bunch, and really don't like drink a bunch of water, get hydrated, right. but don't drink too much alcohol. Well, that you can. And if you follow our 32-point plan, right. you will sleep like a baby. So they also want you to cut yourself off from alcohol at least four hours before you go to sleep. This is the worst 32-point plan I've ever heard, Mark. <laughs> they swear it works. <laughs> <laughs> now, they also say that, you know, before you leave the bar at night, you should take a small dose of ibuprofen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, right, listen, the next time we go out drinking, we are following this 32-point uh, plan to the T, and we're going to see what happens. Dude, life hacker, I'm surprised that they don't tell you to put your... Um, underwear first then pants i mean this is the sort of level of instructions that these people apparently need i don't know actually i've never thought of this stuff before like for this one i have not thought okay of plan out some bed before snacks <laughs> <laughs> so when you before you leave lay out oh. some snacks so <laughs> so when you get home you don't raid the fridge when you get home. They just want you to focus on stabilizing your gut so what? you don't get indigestion while providing your body with the vitamins and nutrients it needs to process the alcohol efficiently while, efficiently while you sleep. They oh say you can't go wrong goodness. with high-fiber foods. Um, they believe that the high-fiber foods can slow down the digestive process, processing the alcohol <laughs> at more of a reasonable rate. <laughs> You remember that time where we were in that hotel room and I woke up with half a pizza under the covers? You weren't eating enough fiber. <laughs> I wondered why I felt so bad the next day. Yeah, that's and right. I had not laid out a nice, small, fibrous snack on the counter before arriving back at the hotel room. Well, this is classic the, mistake. The, here's the classic mistake you didn't do that I did notice. <laughs> what? Now, remember we found that pizza upside down on <laughs> on the floor the next morning. What you didn't. This is what you didn't do. This is and this is important. All right, tell me. Honey is solid. Is a solid post drinking snack because it's because the, the when you have low I'm listening low blood sugar can make the after effects of drinking alcohol worse. A spoonful of honey. Some honey, maybe slathered on toast, or even a banana, will provide you simple, easy-to-break-down sugars to fuel the body's uh, uh, alcohol, uh, breaking down of alcohol through the night. And so um, that's uh, another one that you can do anytime you want. And, uh, and so, uh, and, and then another one is... I'm sorry, Mark, you oh, lost okay. me there. I mean, if anything here, 
I just can't give up that midnight pizza. Well, uh, yes, but I'm telling you, you don't. I mean, you don't necessarily have to if you have like a spoonful of honey when you get home, and uh, you can pop some vitamins before you fall asleep. That's another thing that you can do. Uh, standard multivitamin is sufficient, but you can t- take plenty of vitamin B, uh, uh, folic acid, uh, magnesium sulfate. Uh, this is another thing they want you to do. But this is really important because not everyone, you know, people can um, take uh, 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 multivitamins. That's good, but there's something even better than multivitamins. Tell me what that if is. If you happen to have access to an IV bag. Oh, yeah. Consider We've using, gone over this. Consider using what doctors refer to as a, quote, banana bag, which helps mm. correct the chemical imbalance in your body. This is nothing to do when you get home. Uh, this, so uh, have uh, one last small glass of water before you go to bed. Uh, then fill a glass t- uh, on, <laughs> on your nightstand in can, case you get thirsty later. I can, I can see someone stumbling into bed with their IV bag and stand. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I think you should be doing is trying to set an IV in your arm. Yeah. So, um, so maybe beforehand you should go get go ahead and before you go out, go ahead and get your central line established. That's right. You can. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's something in the medical community called a central line, or or there's something called a port. Port. Yeah. And, and you can uh, and if you do that before you go out, um, just make sure that your port is clean, and then you can uh, or actually you can deliver alcohol directly into your port. If you want. <laughs> but so 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 this is this is uh, something that you can do. Now another. Uh, hey, hey, imagine <laughs> imagine doing this beforehand, and when you go out drinking with your buddies, you you just want to skip. The water, the like pacer car between every drink. So, so you just walk in there <laughs> in your slippers and your your robe, right. pulling along your IV stand yes. on wheels. Yes. Would would an out would a would a bartender serve you alcohol if you were on an IV bag? Well, uh, I think well, I think it'd be illegal if they couldn't serve you. I mean, you know, I'm thinking they wish more people came in there on IVs. It's efficient. So the the last two things: consider drinking Pedialyte, which is a nutrient-rich yeah, option that will uh, hydrate, <laughs> and it's not full of sugar like other sport drinks. Oh, is it not? I don't think so. Okay. And, and the last thing is place your phone on silent or into airplane mode, uh, so the notifications don't wake you up. Thank. Goodness for Lifehacker. They really. Did you hit all 32 <laughs> points right there? I think I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my takeaway is no more pizzas in bed. Well, they didn't mention not to, but I think they want you to really let up on fiber. I'm feeling it, man. So, Mark, everyone, all of our listeners, we're here on the Wine Fellers. We're getting through some news of this week. And I'm excited because uh, our team of interns in the other room have delivered a couple interesting stories, one you just heard, and this one coming up involving Ludacris. Yes, our second story. The University of Georgia hired the rapper Ludacris for a 15-minute concert before a spring football game. Cost? (laughs) (laughs) $65,000. However, the cash was just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. In the terms terms of the contract, the University of Georgia agreed to purchase Ludacris the following. (laughs) So it is real. This is all this real, is real isn't news. It? University of Georgia no. hired Ludacris for 15 minutes, but Ludacris says, in the terms of the contract, in addition to the $65,000, this is what I get one box of Trojan Magnum condoms. You're kidding me. Nope. Six large white Hanes t shirts, one rechargeable toothbrush and toothpaste, two Joe Malone candles, whatever those are, <laughs> with gardenia scent, one bar of Dove soap, two bottles of Velveteer vodka. Two bottles of Conjure Cognac. By the way, this is 
ludicrous his own cognac. <laughs> I want some and hang some of my own art on the walls, exactly. please. <laughs> That's what he wants. Two bottles of uh, Patron uh, silver, mm-hmm. uh, one bottle of red wine, Francis Coppola Merlot or Cabernet. We heard we've heard about that one before. He's very flexible, and then uh, one also one bottle of white wine, uh, Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. Or Sauvignon Blanc. This Man, his me. tastes drop pretty well, yeah, quickly yeah, these, right off. This is there, really a really cheap wine. I'm surprised that he that he. I mean, if he's you know going on the contract here, he might as well put some uh, really nice <laughs> bottles. But this is what he wanted. He wants a dozen white towels. Um, he didn't want washcloths. Only towels. That that's also surprises <laughs> me. I mean, if you're gonna have a dozen white towels, get some washcloths too. Does he ask for soap or well, shampoo? Yeah, or? I, said, I mentioned the Dove soap. All right. Uh, so all right, this is making sense. He must just he must just be a okay. Look, here's what's going on here, Mark. Yeah. He must want all of this for after the show. Well, he didn't specify, but yeah, he must probably after. But I mean, it's a 15 minute show. Oh wait, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dirty is he going to be when he comes off that stage? I don't know, but that's 12 towels for 15 I minutes. Mean, this is what he wants. So an iron and an ironing board. One oh, ha- come on. One hairbrush with bristles. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably at one point, he he put this in the contract, and they gave him a, a hairbrush bris- with no bristles. And bristle- the lawyers were like, we're going to solve this one right now. No more bristleless hairbrushes for you, Chris. <laughs> That's just called like a stick. <laughs> yeah, brush our hair with a stick. And so uh, they get uh, Nag Champa. Nag Champa. Oh, Mark. okay. And I actually like that. I, I'm interested to know that he, oh, very good, he enjoys that. You know? So that's a he, kind of incense, I you guess. You know, this is real, really the first connection I've felt with Mr. Lucas. Now, now, keep in mind, he is on stage for 15 minutes, okay? <laughs> this, so dinner for 10 people. Chicken, pasta, brown rice, mixed vegetables, mashed potatoes, baked sweet potatoes, two fruit trays, and two platters of drum drumette style wings. Oh yeah, hot wings, man. Yeah, but if you're gonna do that, why not do? Uh, I mean, listen, if you, I'd ask for filet mignon, but if you're gonna, <laughs> dude, here, here's what's happening. So he has these people that come along with him. Yes. On these shows, right? Okay, what, whatever he's doing, and it's his buddies, it's his. You know, family or friends. And here's the thing. He just, he wants something for everyone. Okay? Like, Tommy loves hot wings. All right? We're going right, to get so some hot Tommy, wings. Okay? Do so you think it's just, just not for him? And, and, oh, man, no. I mean, it's, he it, can't eat all of this. Yeah, I think the correct term is posse. Yeah. So, so he, he wants, <laughs> he wants uh, also a bottle of uh, Eucerin lotion. Yeah, what what is I had to pronounce that earlier. I had to look it up so I could do the announcing. What is Eucerin lotion? I think it's a special kind of lotion, I guess. Sure. Uh, two lighters cuz one wouldn't do, I suppose. Two lighters. Now, now now help me out with this one. Um, two packs of of double A batteries and two packs of triple A batteries. Uh, what? Yeah, what are those for? What in the world? Well, maybe for the they're for the toothbrushes. Maybe he ha- maybe it's uh, double triple A's. What is he bringing his his all of his living room remotes along for for the tour? I mean this, this or he's not changing any smoke detectors no, while he's no, there. He's not. Right? He he's has not. he has no remotes with him, no. and all your phones are chargeable now. Now even if you have a large posse. He, what are you going to do with, he wants three and a half liters of orange juice and three and a half liters of cranberry juice. That's probably for mixers. Oh, that's a good point. Two that's cases of mixers. chilled Fiji water, one case of coconut water, 
two cases of Snapple. I thought this was going to end a long time ago. The <laughs> two, list goes Two cases on. of lemon-lime Gatorade, 12 assorted juice boxes. Now, the Gatorade, I can get behind that Gatorade. I like that Gatorade. What about 12 assorted juice boxes? Nope. I, I like the Assorted. Like, what if he comes in and they're not assorted enough? Uh, these are like, all we got. We got apple and grape. Mm. Yeah, these are all grape. This is this. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which of these things he's ran into as he goes down. I mean, and first off, who in the world? Someone you know comes along and has to check every one of these things off of a list. Okay, so finally, Ludacris wants one, uh, also for his 15 minute show uh, that he actually did get for his contract: one loaf of bread. The kind was not specified. I thought you know you might specify what kind you want, but uh, or, <laughs> I specified everything else. Organic jelly. Now, if I can't tell the difference between real jelly and or, I mean, organic jelly, this is jelly, getting absurd. I don't by the think way. I don't think Ludacris can tell. If Again, I can't someone tell. in his posse is just like, man, I love so just some organic jelly toast. Right. Or one time it was like I went on and they had the toast and the jelly and it was really good and it was just like Welch's something normal, non-organic, whatever. Right. But then they probably had a bad batch. Of jelly one time. Yeah, something bad. Or they yeah, got, I'm never letting this happen again. He didn't want a food lion jelly. He wants a good jelly. A good jelly. All right, so assorted chocolate bars, uh, mint Listerine, and finally, last but not least, oh my one box of fruit roll-ups. And, uh, <laughs> he sounds like a child. <laughs> the, flavor was not, the flavor was not specified on the fruit roll-ups, which I find. <laughs> so the contract bears the signature of George. Juice boxes, fruit roll-ups. I know. You know, this is absurd. So the, I'm surprised they didn't ask for like a Nintendo 64 with Mario Kart. So the contract bears the signature of Georgia Associate Athletic Director Alan Thomas. I mean, this is, yeah, this has got it. It's out in the public domain. That's right. Oh, 15 minutes. And how much did they pay? 65000 plus well, however much this costs. That's absurd, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the interns, they see this sort of stuff. It grabs their attention and they send it to us. Well, I mean, and this is an important wine uh, news story because uh, where else would you hear about these important things but the wine fellers? for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Wine Fellers News Desk. trying to get pappy on the line as you know and uh, pappy are you there pappy <clears throat> how are you boys in a hirabora oh man pappy it is good to hear from you we're doing great we just uh you i don't know if you heard last week finished up with a terrific bugathon 
organized by our studio manager, Bob Berkman. Well, uh, I'm a great you uh, mentioned his name. <laughs> because uh, that's why I call him a ya. Oh, uh, this uh, Bob, uh, Bob man. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, Pappy, Bob Berkman is our station manager. Why he keep you on such a tight risha? Listen, he don't rubber you like I do. Oh, Pappy, thank you. He don't Kiss your regs like I do. Pappy, Pappy, that is so true. Oh, Mark, I have not heard from Pappy for so long. He is bringing tears of joy to my ears right now. Now, um, speaking of Pappy, how is your health? Uh, Your dear Claudia has told us, I know, told us recently that you aren't feeling too well. Oh, my dear, dear Claudia, she uh, always a thinking of a poor Pappy. <laughs> Pappy, are, are you okay there? Okay, boys, I uh, I gotta go and listen to the wine age. But oh. uh. Mia, Tara, you a wrong story. Yeah, go ahead, Pappy. Marco. Yes, yes, Pappy. Gi- Giuseppe. I'm here. Have uh, you ever listened to the guy at the market uh, say, uh, Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Okay, cheese. The queen is with a fiddle. And the cats are a new. Super chop. Super chop. Blip. Oh, my God. Uh, Mark, that was a little odd there. What in the world just happened to Pappy? I don't know. He, Pappy just completely lost it. He is not well. Oh my goodness. Well, if you're just tuning in and just caught that crazy little bit, that's our good friend, Pappy Lombardi, calling from the beautiful Italia. Um, it was good to hear from him, but my goodness, Mark. <laughs> He's not right. Uh, All right, what have we got next, Mark? I just cannot ooh. wait. I can't wait. All right, now we're getting to the meat of our show. I can't, uh, I can't believe how fast we're moving on. And I think we have... Alex Badgley, the wine guru. He is the carbonation in your mountain dew. He's the in your stew. He is the fiber in your poo. He's the horse in your glue. The answer is Alex, the wine guru. Honorary 
my goodness, Mark, Alex, Woo. we're all here. I am so thankful. This looks fantastic. How are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you guys doing? I can't wait to see what we have in store for us for our wine tasting. This is really exciting. We're always so happy when you come because the guru. you're the wine guru. You know uh, an incredible amount of, of, of what you speak of. And what are we speaking of today? This is a Savion Blanc kind of Monday. All right. <laughs> now, it is. What makes it a Sauvignon Blanc kind of Monday? Well, it's 83 degrees out. It's oh, absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Can't it complain. Is. It's, you know, the Savion Blanc is that perfect quenching, thirst quenching wine, especially yes, in the is. summertime. Absolutely. I think so. So what's up with Pappy? It sounds like he's popping <laughs> Percocets. I mean, seriously, I think. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, know. if he's not careful, he's going to go down like Prince did. So oh, I'm just yeah. saying. I, I, that, you Pappy, know, we are a little worried about him. We've known him for a long time, and he was just, I, it's almost as if he had like a Cockney accent at the end. Of Something it. weird happened to Pappy. <laughs> I don't think that was Pappy. I mean, we did call his number. Yeah. Area I, code, country s- code, and all. Something got crossed. About three quarters of the way through. Well, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Sauvignon Blanc is actually one of my favorite wines too. I don't know how do you feel about it, Alex? It's actually uh, it is my favorite white wine. Oh, really? Yes. Why? Um, well, generally uh, a lot of people hit hit the Chardonnays, and you know they're really buttery. They're a little more full. They don't have that clean, crisp, uh, uh, you know, flavor that you would get um, yeah. from a Sauvignon Blanc. I think so. I think so. a lot of times Sauvignon Blanc can even be as as complicated or even more than certain Chardonnays and kind of correct. And I like these. I like the flavors, like the green and the hibiscus uh, uh, flavors that you get from a Sauvignon Blanc that you don't necessarily get in a Chardonnay. I don't yeah. know if you feel the same way. Oh, I feel. Yeah, it's 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 just sharper. It's crisper. It's cleaner. It's you know, it's like if you had. One of my favorite cocktails is a uh, cucumber martini. You know, it's like oh, that crisp, sounds fantastic. Fresh. So that's yeah. why I love the Sav Blanc. And um, so, yeah. Um, so now, you know, <laughs> it's so true when you think about these days as they get warmer. Correct. Right. And we really are at a point in, this, in, you know, in spring here where wines like this are just the way to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, this is these... Uh, wines that we're talking about you can take them you can drink them on your back porch you can have them with dinner in your house you can take them on a picnic you can take them wherever you want to go take and them on a gonna boat. take them on a boat take them on a plane wherever you want to yeah. go that's right and i mean as long as the i have a uh, cup holder in my uh, lawnmower i <laughs> it'll fit. It'll fit a wine bottle in there. They keep making those. You know, cup I love bigger. it. You go to Harris Teeter. There's a cup holder in the in the grocery cart. I know. Oh, so is I that mean, right? I take you know, I take it to Harris Teeter. I mean, it's, it's, you get one of those you know nondescript coffee mugs, and away you go. Oh my gosh, I uh, <laughs> I'm script. <laughs> <laughs> the the cup holders though, there's a problem. You know, because if you're carrying a, a stemmed wine glass, mm-hmm. that's not going to work for you. Well, if you're carrying a bottle, it's not going to work for you. That's when you have to buy the aeration um, straw. You oh, know, the yeah. wine aerating oh, straw. Smart. Yeah. See? Very good. So the, the straw does come into play. That's 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 why they call him the guru. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what's the first thing we're drinking? Okay, so you know <laughs> that was a that was an Indian instrument there, yeah, Mark. Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> well, well, Alex here has some uh, some feelings 
on the on the you know the far east philosophies yeah. and modes of transportation so um which is know, why we did that song yeah I, so and i didn't even know you found out about it i was like you know you you previewed or debuted the song uh what uh two three episodes back yep. i'm sitting there going I'm like how did they find out? And I'm like, I really have no clue. We stalked you on Facebook. Well, you know, everyone's going green these days, so I, I, I traded my car in. All right. Well, what, like upgrade to a bigger, better car? Definitely bigger. I think it's better, too. <laughs> what what are we talking about here? Yeah, what it was. <laughs> it's a 2000 SL. Stands yes. for super large. Yes. Nice. So it's GG. The gigantic pachyderm. It's my elephant. Ah, uh, very good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's now. Good. Hopefully, Bob. I won't get in trouble with Bob because unfortunately, there's no parking on the side today. Yeah, paving. Yeah, yeah. So get in trouble. The street, this, the street sweeper crew. I, I double parked Gigi out front. <laughs> so, so y'all, all of our listeners, head down. There's basically a free petting zoo at the moment. Yeah. right in front of the studio. Pet the elephant. I've seen it. It's down there. You are on the wine fellers, and we are about to get into some awesome wines and awesome food pairings with Alex, the wine guru. And I should say, before you start with the wine, the okay. first pairing we have, my wife created, and this is amazing. It is a jalapeno stuffed with um, chicken and bacon. This wow. looks incredible. Wow. Yes, it does. That's awesome. Jennifer, thank you. And, and so often there's habanero taste in Sauvignon Blanc, which I think could taste pretty darn well. Yeah. So I think that, that's, that could be an excellent pairing. So, so while you guys do that, so just as a, uh, for the listeners out there, you always have to start a show off with some bubbles. So this is not on the list, but okay. I happen to find it in the refrigerator, like I do. Yeah. Is a fantastic... Savion Blanc sparkling oh. wine from the Marlboro region of New Zealand. Yeah, we've yes, been, we've been tr- <laughs> tr- drinking that. It's been wonderful. And I think we all came to the conclusion that this was uh, the flavor that we got the most was peach. Peach. Fresh peach. cut peach. Exactly. Just like fresh cut. Oh, could you imagine that with some peach cobbler? That's great. Oh That's my banging gosh. good right there. So, what's the name of that oh. again that we had? The, uh, it's Cotsbrook yes. Sparkling. And, and how much um, would that? S- how much would that run somebody? They were out to uh, You know, I don't really know. It just was. It was gifted to me. It was so very I'm alive. Gifting it, it to the wine fellers. Well, thank you. Yeah, the peach flavor. It was, we it just was, loved it. It's yeah, it was absolutely really delicious. Wonderful. Uh, uh, next round, or I'll find it. We'll post it on the website. Absolutely. Uh, with sure. the prices, I don't think it's going to be an ex- ex- expensive uh, sparkling wine. A delightful, warm yeah. summer spring day wine. Exactly. So I'm going to go over real quick uh, Savion Blanc. So serving temperature, about 45 degrees Fahrenheit. All right. Um, Francis Sancerre region is considered, and I always find the benchmark, is considered the benchmark for Savion Blanc, uh, which we will uh, understand further down the line. So some food pairings uh, with with this wine will be uh, fish, white fish. You can do some smoked fish. Chicken, pork, cheeses, particularly goat cheese, of course. That's the famous pairing. Um, and sushi. Ooh. But, you know, think of this. Mussels. Uh, you know, if you want to oh. steam mussels, you can make, you know, you know, butter and some herbs and throw some Sab Blanc in there and just Too steam Too bad. bad. We boys. had mussels oh, on, our, yeah. on our show two shows ago. <clears throat> I wish. Yeah. We're, did you hear about that one, Alex? The seafood was... from the dollar store? Oh, I was on. Yes, I was. Oh, on, yes, yeah, yeah, That goodness. sounded 
very interesting. Uh, yes. the, the, the mussels were good, and we wish we had those for this, but with the uh, oysters. The, the scallops. Oysters. Yeah, the dark. No. Uh, the 49-cent scallops. We're, so. we're about 49 no, cents worth the scallop. Now, what makes um, these, what makes, as you said, goat cheese the, you know, the final act it's, in it's, I think it's acidity along with the creaminess. It just, it plays well. Goat cheese can have a little bit of a funkiness to it, and I think when you get into, like, grassy notes and this herbaceous kind of, um, you know, because honestly, goat cheese, it's going to taste like what they eat. And what do they eat? They eat a lot of grass. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, amongst, you know, you know. That's right. Kids' homework and <laughs> Christmas trees and whatever else they can get into. Uh, so so, so should, we cha- should we pair the first one with the goat cheese, are you thinking? I say we pair it with all of them because okay. we are going to hit several different regions in the world. Sure, and it'll be oh, interesting how that will play. A little, a little play. Uh, trip, a little uh, trip around the world well, here, that's Mark. Right, because I think well, Alex is probably going to share with us. Sauvignon Blanc is not uh, just located in one region of the world, yeah, and we're passing our drinks over to Alex right now. You're not going to hear them being poured over the air, um, sure. but oh, here it is. Ooh, that's a nice sound there. That is a great sound. So let's we'll see what we're pouring here. Oh, okay, so the first wine up is uh, Vistamar uh, Sepia Sauvignon Blanc Reserva okay. from a fantastic region in Chile mm. called Casablanca Valley. The, re- good. the retail on this wine is nine ninety nine. Oh, so wow. Price is right. Price is right. Uh, the vines in this region were first planted in the mid-'80s, so it's a pretty young uh, wine-growing region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's uh, in the mid-'80s for revitalization of the Chilean wine industry, and it quickly became known for its white wines, notably Savion Blanc, Chardonnay, as well as Pinot Noir, which thrive in this cooler climate. So this is a Chilean Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Now, now, Alex, you've you know you're the wine guru. We've done this before. Tell us the what is it five S's here, and what are we doing okay. when we get this wine to really fully um, sense and appreciate it? Okay, so the five S's for listeners who have who have not tuned in before with these tastings, and I'm going to go over it pretty quickly here. Is um, there's C. Or look, mm-hmm. swirl, sniff, sip, spit, and or savor. Perfect. That's great. Well, Perfect. I think you can savor if you spit and if sure. you swallow. Sure. So, um, so when you see it, you're looking for what the color is of the wine, because sometimes that can be indicative of um, a wine that's turned, hasn't been stored properly. Um, you swirl it so you can get your nose Absolutely. deep into that glass. And if you have a big nose, we have bigger glasses, as always. <laughs> yeah. um, so that you can, you know, pick up the aromas, because about 80% of what you taste comes from your olfactory. That's right. Now, this wine, the color is uh, seems very, you know, clear. Of course, a star bright, maybe? Or uh, a yeah, nice uh, yellowish. Yeah, like uh, on the edge, almost of golden. Straw. Yeah, golden. straw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those of you just joining us, this is the Wine Fellers, and we have mm. Alex, the wine guru, uh, guru on, and we are trying Sauvignon, three Sauvignon Blancs, oh, and we're pairing gosh. them with a variety of foods like goat cheese and uh, stuffed peppers with bacon and chicken mm-hmm. and some fish. And uh, the first wine up we have, we just smelled, is the Vistamar. Uh, it's the Sepia Sauvignon Blanc of Reserva from Chile. And uh, I just smelled mine. Did you guys smell yours? Yeah, yes. and I tasted it. And let me tell you, I smelled it, tasted This is a what do you fantastic get? wine. What do, you, what do you get? I mean, I, I so I don't want to send any creaminess to it. Yeah, it, I find it wow. round, a more rounded flavor mm. profile than it's not as sharp. It's not sharp at all. It's, it's a big, huge contrast from the uh, sparkling Sauvignon Blanc that we uh, just drank. 
I'm getting mm. I'm getting like some earth and some tree and some just a nice even uh, just a nice evenness. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a little funk to it actually. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just so I think like something like this you could do with uh, some salmon, smoked salmon maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is definitely different. This is not like any Savion Blanc that yeah. most people would uh, refer to as. And this is crazy. You go into uh, you know Harris Teeter, yeah. and you go and and you you get a fourteen ninety nine bottle of right. Savignon Blanc. It's going to be nowhere near so this the, bottle of wine. The predominant taste I get, I think, is lime. Oh, let that, me try, try that, that again. Or or um, yeah, you can get some peel too. Yeah, peel, like lime peel. Lime peel. I do have some lime there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm getting something on the nose there. I, I, think, it's, I think it's very good. I think, no, should we, tr- should we try, the, try it, pair it with the uh, pepper? Sure. What Take a this? little bite of the pepper. Let's do that. Mm. Pepper, goat cheese, and bacon, and chicken. Oh, my God. Wow. That's heaven. That's great. Oh, not mm. goat cheese. Just bacon, chicken, and a pepper. But it's really good. Cream cheese, mm. excuse me. Wow. Mm. Mm. I like a little spicy hors d'oeuvre. Wow! Because it makes you want to drink more. <laughs> oh yeah, good strategy. And and but then again, it's almost it's just like delicious. It's mm. like burning your hand just so you can put ice on it. Yeah, and Isn't that right? re- repeat. Right. That's good. You know, uh, this is it's pretty nice. It's nice. The um, two together. I will say get? this. I love the I love this pepper. Yeah, it, it's a little too much heat for this wine. I, I think would so. agree. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I can't. Well, we can, I, we can save it for a, another a more powerful wine later on. You oh. almost need uh, the same thing, but just with like maybe, um, you know, banana pepper, something with a little less heat. Well, let's try it with, uh, do you guys want to try it with a goat cheese? Goat cheese will hopefully clear let's, the palate. Uh, let's try the goat cheese. Mm-hmm. Goat cheese. Okay. Mm, just a mm, So while you're nice tasting, bag. I'm just going to add some notes. So it's really kind of interesting. Mm. You know, Chile is much closer to the equator than any European vineyard. Hmm. So you wonder why you can grow whites, which require cooler temperatures, so close to the equator. Why is that? Oh, I know. All right, Mr. Brainiac. Wait, Yeah, go ahead. Is it altitude? Mm. No. No, no. No. The Pacific Ocean, actually. uh, Oh! Morning fog. Yeah. So it keeps it cooler. That's oh. awesome. It's the same. It's the same scenario in um, southern Napa Valley in Canaros, which is really close to the bay. Ooh, morning I fog. I had not yes. thought of this. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it's the regulating temperature of the ocean. Well, this is this is. Uh, I think the goat cheese seems to pair a little bit better with this one, but it's very it's beautiful, beautiful wine. Yeah, I, I'd say so. It's uh, this is a great introductory if someone doesn't want those really sharp flavors or it's they nice. find that off putting. I so, love it. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, I, and for the record, with the goat cheese, fantastic. Yeah, I think so. It's very nice. Yeah, I think it works mm. well. Mm. Um, it's, um, I just like, it's fact, I mean, it's like, w- what is that wine? Where'd you get that from? Or where's it come from? It's like, it's from Casablanca. Yeah, dude. I just, I mean, most, it's like, that's just such a wild name for a region. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So, um, that's fantastic. I for, love it. For $10. Um, that's good. Okay, that's, that's really good. That's 10 bucks. That's not bad. That's some wine I would buy right there. 
And, and, and you know, honestly, there's you can get Savion Blancs in the five dollar price point. So there, there's some sway to these price sure. points. Sure, Savion Blancs five dollars. Yeah, Savion yeah. Blancs not the most expensive grape in the world, but uh, but it's uh, it's your money goes pretty far. So you know, we've talked. So in your last show, you had uh, you paired the bugs with a sauterne. That's right. <laughs> you heard that. Yeah, I did oh, hear boy. that, and I'm glad I didn't have to participate. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of interesting. Sav- Savion Blanc, the grape varietal, is one of the varietals that is used in the production of Sauternes. So anywhere from 5% to 20% of Savion Blanc can be used in the production of Chateau de Chem. Oh, it's wow. very good. Yeah. Um, I think it's just Semillon, but it's some um, Savion it's Blanc. Semillon and Sav Blanc are the only two grape varietals. So everyone thinks of Savion Blanc dry wine, but it's actually used in the production of sweet wines as good. well. Just I can kind see of that. a little side note. So what's next up? Next up is a wonderful Oyster Bay Savion Blanc. Yes. From New Zealand, Marlborough region. Yes. We're not talking cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, many people realize that New Zealand makes some of the best Savion Blancs in the world. That is correct. So, um, and actually, I believe they are the largest producer of Savion Blancs. Well, again, another oh, wow. uh, area that would be heavily influenced by the temperature of the ocean. Now, this one has a little bit of an effervescence quality to it. Okay. Yeah. Now, this one here looks... To be a little, have a little less color than the previous one. Correct. A little, a little lighter. Mm-hmm. A little lighter there. What have we got here? It seems like it's a little bit more ex- expensive. So we're drinking the oyster based Sauvignon Blanc for twelve ninety nine. Correct. Um, so just kind of give you background while you guys just kind of sip and swirl. Just think. Just okay. think about what you're tasting. Oh I'll get these gosh. out. So seventy five percent of New Zealand's hmm. total wine production comes from Marlborough. Okay. That's huge. Think about that. Yeah, it's 85% of Marlboro's wine production is their flagship varietal, Sav Blanc. Right, right, right. So um, it's that's a huge export for them. So anyways, back to the wine. Um, definitely sharper uh, on the nose. Yeah, I get a little bit of... Uh, I would agree. Green apple, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting that as well, Mark. Even a little... I want to say... You know, a little... Pineapple, almost. Oh, oh I get that. Just good, barely. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good. That's real good. Mm. So what I, I got to pair it with this one, and sorry, um, uh, Alex doesn't drink, eat too much fish, but we're going to, uh, Joe and I are going to try white fish with this one. Of course, yes, on the cracker here. Let's you try the white fish. I'm going to try some um, goat cheese. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, mm. that's delicious. Okay. Let me see that here. I get that stuff in a tube. Yes, yeah, Acme from Sweet Sweden, but mm-hmm. the highest quality Acme. Mm. Yeah, mm. good. <laughs> so um, actually, that is from, right now. Got from Costco. Little little white fish. All right. Followed up with this beautiful wine. That goes well from New Zealand. I'm cu- I'm curious to know mm. how it pairs with the uh, white fish. I mean, already, guys, it's a hit. It it's is, hit. And, th- and this has been such a great wine pairing so far. If you just joined us, mm-hmm. we're on the Wine Fellers. Uh, drinking Sauvignon Blanc with the wine guru Alex uh, Badgley himself, the guru. And because of, I want to, I want to mark this special occasion by oh. a special food pairing that Jennifer, my wife, what? so graciously uh, uh, contributed to this event. I wish I had a button. Surprise wine pairing! Surprise wine, wine pairing! Weep 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 weep. And we have that'd be good. Some chocolate covered strawberries. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, look at that! Yes. I'm not sure if this will go with the wine or not, but it's just such a nice gesture. It's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thing here. Well, I'm going to try it right now. Uh, yeah, right. I'm doing mine as well. Okay. <laughs> These are giant. Mm. 
strawberries. It is a season. It is strawberry season. I mean, just massive. <laughs> Boy. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Wait, Mark, you should sa- eat the other half of mine. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You're, you're good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. your strawberry. Mm. I, I'm not big on sharing strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe with a significant other, but... Mm. Mm. Yeah. Other than that... I'm not all... I'm not we all, did. <laughs> we did release our love song last week, I know, Mark. but I'm not all, like, nine and a half weeks when it comes to, like, strawberries and... <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat whatever as long as it ends in a glass of wine. All right, then. You know what? <laughs> Minus the uh, dark chocolate, mm-hmm. if it's strawberry on its own, it actually would, like that pineapple, and right. it, like, it would actually it would be delicious. It would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, chocolate itself it can be kind of hard to pair with a lot of wines, but let's try the, uh, now let's try the, maybe we'll try the uh, jalapeno with this. Yeah. With, with what? The wine we're drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got a jalapeno right here. Right. There you go. I got one. Oh, okay. All right, uh, this time I'm going to go for the middle part with all the bacon. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mmm. Oh, my God. I'm I mean, good. again. I can get past the food first. Mm-mm. I'm good. You know. Absolutely. Jennifer, amazing. just, if you're listening, mmm, 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 mmm. That's good. There's a jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese, bacon, and chicken parts. It's really good. Mark, come on. What is Good. So I think that uh, in this case, um, uh, the jalapeno does not overpower. No, I think this is a really good pairing. It's with actually the jala- it's balanced. I think they complement each mm-hmm. other, and it even brings out a little bit of jalapeno taste. I think in the uh, wine. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow, that actually does. Immediately when that wine hits the tongue, uh-huh. you taste the jalapeno. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that. It a lot. somehow just pairing. breaks right through that jalapeno. Yeah, Jennifer, eat. you need to try this one. Yeah. So, so this is uh, it's good. Uh, so the Marlboro Growing Region is located in the northeastern corner of New Zealand's South Island. As a lot of people might not know mm. a lot about New Zealand, there are two islands, and uh, oh, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, so it's in the northeast quadrant, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, just you know, a little tidbit of information. Well, to but provide. this is this is great that you can find these regions around the world that are similar enough to each other where they can basically make the same wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can the great sommeliers of the world tell you where in the world the wine has come from? I believe if if Sav Blanc was up on a blind tasting because it is so unique mm-hmm. in the different regions that they could not necessarily say producer. Maybe they could, but I believe they could say where it came from in the world. Wow. Because, you know, we're not tasting, we're not tasting a Bordeaux Sav Blanc, um, which is really grassy. It's Mm -hmm. like fresh cut grass. It's really unique flavor compared to what we're having here from New Zealand. And obviously the the wine from um, uh, Chile was completely different. I I think even a novice could sit there and if if you knew the regions and close your eyes, you could easily... Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it, that was just wonderful. So what? Yeah, Mark, hand me the goat cheese. So what? And a cracker, or yeah. just put it on a cracker for me. So so what's and the, what, and we're and because I want to cleanse my palate. Yeah, what's for the, wine number three? Yeah, what's the last last one? We have? Okay, so wine number three is after your last name, Mark. Oh, we got Solomon's. It's a Sancerre Via Vin, which is old vines uh-huh. from France from the Loire Valley. Nice. So, uh, Sancerre is a town, and as if we know from previous uh, shows that 
Old world wines are not known necessarily by their grape varietal. It's known by the town that they're grown in. That's yeah. true. So, uh, I believe that this is the um, um, benchmark uh, for Savion Blanc. Okay. And I'll explain that here shortly. Sure. Um, now, Alex, you've traveled to some of these regions. Not in Europe. I've done all of um, all of the U.S. All right. Well, so thank you for that. I would love to go. Wouldn't to that be something else? Now, I when you, you know, now if the, someone was tra- was planning a trip to these regions, would they expect to be able to go to these winemakers and try a glass? There are a lot that you can do that with. Um, you're gonna have to do a little little work ahead of time. As a matter of fact, I have some friends of uh, of our family. They're going down uh, the river in Spain, and uh, they're gonna go to uh, Porto. And so I know some producers there that they can actually go wow. and see the winery and taste the wines. But s- even in California, there's wineries that, you know, they produce wine, but they're not open to the public. Even well, in North Carolina. Hey, but in some that. ways, we've as we get ready to drink this wine from France, we have literally traveled the world today. Right. We've Correct. gone to Chile. We've gone to New Zealand. And now we're in France. We're back in France. Um, so the retail price on this is $19.99. Okay. So it's old vine. I expect the price to go up because mm. it, the vines have been around for a long time. Mm. This smells this fantastic. One, this Again. one's the most balanced I, by far, I think. In the nose so far? Yes. Have you already tasted well, it? Well, I tried it. Okay, tried. okay. So so wow. just to kind of give you an idea, we talked about champagne. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna we're going to bounce back to why... Uh, Champagne comes up again. So the town lies on an outcropping of chalk that runs from the White Cliffs of Dover down through the Champagne and Chablis regions. Mm-hmm. So there are a series of small valleys that cut through the chalk, each with their own soils and microclimate and terroir. Oh, so okay. the same the same earth that influences Champagne and Chablis white wines, okay, mind you, have influenced another white wine, Savion Blanc. Wow. So, uh, so this love is it. where I call it a mm. benchmark uh, wine. So the area around Sancerre mm. was likely first cultivated by Romans, perhaps in mm. the first century A.D. Exact date not known, but I, I think we're close enough on yeah, that. Yeah, close enough. Mm, nice. um, and so, uh, you know, in the 20th century, Sancerre's reputation for being a food-friendly wine has grown in popularity. So you will find a lot of Sancerre and any Savion Blanc on the list. This is really nice. So if you're just joining us, we're um, listening to the Wine Fellows. We have Alex, uh, the guru, uh, on. The Wine Guru. The Wine Guru. And he, we're trying three Sauvignon Blancs, and we're trying the last one, the Saint-Mont Saint-Servier-Vin of France, uh, from France. And I mean, this, and, this and one runs you about $20. And uh, it's, it's a little bit more expensive, but I think... Um, you know, I'm not one that says you know, the more you pay, the more it, the better the wine is. But in this case, I think it is maybe a tad more balanced than the other ones, and a little bit more drinkability. I don't know what you guys think of it. But, uh, uh, I, I think it's delicious. And and you know, as the as we you know, here's the thing, man. We have these wonderful pairings and these guests, and every time we're like, I wish we had a two hour show. Yeah. Because we could just take up two hours, no problem. But we don't have that. We've got an hour slot. I think we we've we've just truly enjoyed everything that we've tasted today mm-hmm. yes um and mark you know as we say our goodbyes today uh, and, and alex our wine guru what do we uh, alex what where do we want to leave our listeners 
for the end of the day. Go out and buy a Savion Blanc and have it this evening. That's right. <laughs> Plain listen, and simple, drink. Listen to this man. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, we've done it again. Another hour. Where did it go? Time here on the Wine Fellers. Alex, thank you thank so you, much Alex. for no, being here you. today. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
Good evening. It is six 